Hello, and welcome to Physiology of the Brain with Jacob and Joseph. I'm your co-host and chief editing officer. <laughs> I decided I want a title. I don't know, I like it. I like and it. I can update the website. I'm here today with Joseph, our president, and whatever the heck else he wants to be. Oh gosh, I don't want a title. You're the title man. You're president and co-host for now. Also, yours will just be short and CEO, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're the CEO. Cool, cool beans. <laughs> But yeah, welcome back. We were gone last week. Um, we had the health bug that came upon Jacob, and then the week was a little crazy with scheduling, and we didn't do a makeup session. And so we're back, and better than ever. Mostly, I still cough <laughs> occasionally, but um... it's because it's getting cold here, quote unquote, cold here. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing pants. That's a that's a big deal. I know. I am I am bundled up, but secretly, I'll reveal it to to you. I have really warm socks on. Uh, they're my Celtics socks. <laughs> Those are great socks. They're good. They're good. I'm not even a Celtics fan, but I kind of like them, I guess, as a whole. They're a good team. Heck of a win streak right now. I know. It's impressive. But anyway, now that we've been on this long tangent of an introduction, how have you been? Well, I've been sick, except now I'm not, so I'm better, although my voice isn't as cool as it was when I was sick. Oh yeah, sick. I remember you saying that last week that you wanted to record with a super deep voice. Yeah. And then was... I was like, what superhero would you be? And then you're like, I don't like superheroes. And I was like, we're not friends anymore. And then you chose Batman. I do like Batman. <laughs> I just don't, I don't like any of the, and this might... Uh, end our friendship as well. I'm not a big fan of all the Avenger stuff. Um, I like I like the Avengers a little bit. <coughs> See, there goes the coffee. Here's the coffee. Uh, yeah, speaking of Avengers, this will be our last tangent, and then we'll jump into the episode. I went and saw the new Thor movie, and it was fantastic. One of one of my favorites of the uh, recent Avengers movies that come out. It's Thor Bagnarok. I believe it's with an R, Jacob. That's what. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Gotcha. I was close. It was close. It was close enough that I wasn't sure if you were trying to joke or not. <laughs> Which would have been very reasonable. It would have just been a bad joke that I tend to do. <laughs> Alright, so we talked it over. We also went through a little moderately unsuccessful trial yesterday. And we're going to change things up a little bit. And perhaps do things a little bit more like we did at the last episode. Yeah, so I'm going to act more as a host-type feel, and Joseph is going to be our um, expert in-house. More, more quotes there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we kind of liked that flow with the Houston episode. It was obviously a little bit different, a little bit easier in that sense, but still, I think, comparable. And then we actually had a lot of good feedback for that one, especially from my dad. He really enjoyed that one. So we were like, all right, let's give it a whirl, see if we can change it up. And uh, so here we go. This is this is trial one of changing things up. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So today's topic, uh, brain games. I think this is a cool topic. I think it's cool too. Cooler than I once did um, because at first when I started looking at brain game stuff, looking at your outline, and I'll, I'll read this, the, uh, the, yes. what is it, a, a <laughs> systematic review of computerized cognitive training with older adults and then there's like a 15 page long paper or whatever 
couldn't even get through the abstract. So I was kind of like, man, I thought this was going to be easier than this. But you're sending me science papers. Um, so instead, I've spent the past couple days playing uh, playing games on Lumosity. Which is pretty much like the, I don't know if it's the most well-known or successful, but you could pretty easily convince me that it is. It's the only one I'd heard of. Yeah, same here. And they do a lot of commercials and stuff. Um, so if it's not the most successful, it's certainly up there. It's kind of representative of a movement of brain games and research into that, though. Um, as you saw with the systematic review paper. Yeah. All right. So question, first question of the day. All right. We'll see. I'm ready. How probably. do you how do you define a brain game? I know like there's the Lumosity stuff, so I've played some of that, and then I've done like general like word puzzles and stuff like that and i guess they all kind of fall in the same category but what is a brain game and what is the aim of specifically these brain games that are supposed to do something yeah that is a great question so as far as aim goes i think it can be defined by the creator maybe so with lumosity um, their aim was to do some sort of cognitive long-term cognitive enhancement and they ended up getting in trouble at some point because a lot of this stuff was suggestive that you could at least avoid dementia, if not completely um, heal it, or, or uh, I don't know, even completely avoid it, at least not reduce your chances. So they got in trouble for that, and um, I haven't heard as much from them since then as far as their, their advertisements go. But So the, the point being, though, I think it depends on who you're asking what the purpose is. Generally speaking, though, <laughs> this idea, man, you still got the cough. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's this idea that, I don't know, that some sort of game or activity can enhance your cognitive output, which sounds pretty broad. And so in order to research that, scientists kind of have to categorize things. And I think this is the most helpful way of perhaps defining what a brain game is. So when scientists are conducting research into to seeing the efficacy of brain games, they look at these kind of overall categories um, through which they can uh, kind of assess what the game counts as and what the game is aimed towards. So here we go. We've got reaction time, processing speed, memory, which is obviously pretty broad because there's a lot of types of memory, executive function, which is kind of your, your planning area, attention, and then uh, multiple cognitive domains. So when they study Lumosity, or whatever the case may be, they try and fit a game into these categories. And it doesn't have to fit one-to-one -one necessarily, because a game could test different, you know, um, assess different components of that, those categories. But So, in the games that you've been playing, in your experiential research, uh, have any of them maybe fallen into these that you know of, or, or that you can think of? Yeah, I mean, memory is an easy one. Um, we... We, you helped me out with one of those games uh, yesterday. Yes, I did. Um, just like the quick, kind, of, it's kind of like a, a matching game. Yeah. Uh, type thing. You know, you used to play them with cards, and you flip one over, and then you have to remember. I think the where name of that game was Memory. Oh wow. <laughs> well, there you go. That's, that's ironically a good enough. Yeah, and then uh, I played one today. It would, they would give me a couple of of uh, letters. And then oh, yeah. I'd have to type out the rest of words and just come up with more words and try and get them as long as I could. I remember that. Um, as a as a background, I used to play Lumosity kind of just because the games are fun. 
um, a decent bit while I was abroad. I would just kind of for a few minutes, basically every day. So I'm familiar with all of the games, even though I don't, I don't do it anymore because it wasn't really important, and now I don't have time for it. <laughs> But yeah, that one was a good one. It was kind of Scrabble-ish. Yeah, what, how would you... What what category would that fall under? Yeah, so there's definitely a level of processing speed. And there's definitely a lot of executive function there. So your executive function is a lot of frontal lobe stuff. I know we've talked about that a little bit and here and there. So that's going to be your ability to process something, which is obviously related to the processing speed, and then make some sort of output from what you were processing. Yeah, and then there was one I played today. We were picking up pets on some sort of kind of like a game board where there were certain tracks you had to take, and you had to do it the most efficient way. Similar to a game we played yesterday, you kind of had to adjust the uh, tracks of trains to certain stations. So So those would definitely be executive function. Okay. Because that that one you're literally planning a route in the way that it is most efficient. So. Okay. Now. Yeah. So they're you know as you can see even Lumosity like kind of falls into those categories but like we said you know one of them was processing and executive so it can fall into a couple too yeah now i'm reading the the this list over and most of them are pretty self-explanatory but what are what is multiple cognitive domains yeah so the way that i I read this one uh, when i've been looking stuff up on it is that you're using kind of different parts of your brain at one time so a lot of them are going to fall into that anyway like even the one we just said where you're you're working on your processing speed as well as your executive function. That's kind of the idea of multiple cognitive domains. I think it's usually a little bit more explicit than that. So perhaps it tests your memory to recall something. And then from there you have to, I don't know, do some sort of executive function with it. So it's not a, not usually just like processing and then executive function. It's a little bit more distinct. But yeah, basically if you're using multiple parts of your brain at the same time to complete some sort of function... That's multiple cognitive domain. So is that the same thing as trying to pat your head and rub your belly in circles <laughs> at the same time? I'm going to go with a no <laughs> on that one. <laughs> okay. But fair fair enough. Maybe like the metaphorical version of that within your brain. Okay. There we go. <laughs> That'll work. But yeah, so that's that's how our scientists study this. Uh, and what's been interesting is, you know, it kind of makes sense too, though, um, that th- these studies really haven't started until the last decade or so. And that makes sense because the internet hasn't really been fully living and thriving and the extent to what it is until the last decade or so. Um, so you know, when you know internet comes out, you start to develop some of these games. Graphics get to be a little bit more available. Uh, research starts to say, oh, is, is there something here? And then the internet really develops and then the research can kind of um, match that development. So it's, it's super new, um, a really nascent research field of study and I think that's why you know we'll get into it a little bit with what those studies find I think it's why we'll, we'll see that there's a lot of inconclusive stuff and a lot of questions being asked um, and to me that's kind of cool because this is that's what happens when you first start studying something really you're just finding what questions there even are to ask and uh, we can see that pretty clearly here and we'll get into that when we jump into the science of it all right. Well, let's go ahead and do More it. More quote unquote, I think, because it's not because a lot of the science of it that we do is like, hey, the, these cells they've seen are like this protein is misfolded. There's not any of that here. A lot of it's kind of confusing. Oh, that's and that's why there are a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, first question. So you say a lot of times these initial studies um, lead to more questions, but what is what what is the initial question? What are they looking at 
um, as they begin to do these studies? Yeah, so I guess at the, the very basic level, you have to figure out what you're actually looking at. So a lot of studies have been done on video games specifically because they're, I don't know, not, not necessarily ubiquitous, but pretty close to it as far as kids go. They're going to be exposed to video games at some point to varying degrees. So a lot of studies have been on that since it's kind of naturally out there. Um, but a lot of them are, you know, maybe Sudoku, a lot of them are Lumosity. So first you have to find what you're actually studying. Um, but then you have to really go through and see if there's some sort of cognitive improvement. And that's what the list before was looking to aim uh, to, to analyze that we went through with the, you know, reaction time and all of that. Those metrics are supposed to be representative of some sort of I don't know, cognitive output. So those are supposed to be able to determine if your output is, is healthy, is average, is, is above average, is excelling, that kind of thing. There's some debate with that and some controversy, um, but as of now, that's what those are used for. And that's what you're really looking at with these studies. Cognitive output is what it boils down to. All right, so cognitive output, could you define that a little bit more? Because at the beginning of the episode, you kind of talked about Lumosity's claim that it might help prevent dementia. Is that Does that fall into that category, or is it more just like you get better the games as you go, or is it just kind of measuring where you're at and when you play it at a specific time? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think because the research is relatively new on this stuff, that it's it's pretty difficult to test the claim if dementia can be prevented or even if just the risk can be reduced. Um, and there are some studies doing that, but it's really hard to do that because there aren't any longitudinal studies, meaning over time. Uh, so that's that's one component. So what really what a lot of these studies are looking at is what I had just said, the cognitive output, which is just if you look at X category, does your brain produce something that's efficient in that category? So an example will obviously be more helpful than variables. Uh, so let's see. One of the categories was memory, and one of them is recall. So you, in your game, you did a memory, a recall memory um, game on Lumosity. And so that's the, the category you're looking at. And so that's the X category. And your, your output would be, um, you know, can you remember the sequence of tiles on the game that you played. And so that's what you're trying to see, and that's what your brain is trying to do. So that's what the cognitive output is of that specific task, is to remember the tiles. So then what you're comparing is is controls to experimental, which can vary depending on what and or who you're looking at. So one example of an experimental trial, and this is, has been kind of studied a little bit, is people who play video games frequently versus people who don't play video games frequently. Okay, gotcha. That seemed to make more sense, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. And that brings up um, kind of a good point. So there was this uh, Illinois Urbana-Champaign and Florida State Cooperative study. came out uh, last year, I think. Um, oh, man, I don't know. It was recently, very recently, because all of these are recently. And so... In this, in this study, they were specifically looking at video games. And this point that I just brought up about, about um, you know, experts being selected, this is something that they were looking at. So let me go back in time a little bit to, oh, it's 2011. I was about to, because I, I just called. pulled it up. I was like, 
pretty sure it wasn't super recently. But well, yeah, that's still pretty recent. Though. Six years. Yeah, it's not too bad. Okay. Because um, that's that's kind of the, the point. You know, all of these these studies have been super recently. Um, but anyway, so they were looking at video games, and then earlier I had talked about the fact that because this research is so new, that a lot of what scientists are doing is defining the questions, and this study, which is a review study, certainly fell into that category. And one of the questions they're asking is, you know, do do we, in recruiting people who are quote-unquote experts, um, do we somehow make them think they're going to per perform better because they're experts, and therefore they do perform better? Because that's been an established psychological fact, that if you have a positive outlook on the task you're about to do that you perform better overall so if we're recruiting these people as experts are they just doing better because they think they're experts right and that's a like that's a good question to have so that's what a lot of these these thoughts and questions have been is just how do we even define the framework in which we are studying video games and brain games overall so that was one question they asked another one they they ended up finding that the control groups didn't actually improve, um, which is kind of weird. And so you would think that with consistent use of the control groups, um, that they would improve over time. And so the the question here is that are the you know are the experimental groups actually improving at all, or is it just that compared to some control groups? They look like they're better. Does that make sense? Yeah, but can you, I've got, I do have a question about this study. Yeah. So basically, what it's doing is it's taking people who consider themselves expert video game players um, as one group, and then the control group of people who don't say that. Yeah. Yes. And they're playing games over time. So that was no, not exactly. So they had different components to it, and a lot of what this study was aimed at doing was just proposing things we need to investigate further. Um, by looking at older studies. So the, part of it was just taking people who identify as experts, identify as non-experts, and then doing these tests, the, the cognitive tests that we talked about before. Okay. That would be processing or memory or anything. Um, but then what they would do is, is follow the experts or non-experts, and they would get the, the non-experts to continue to play some video games instead and see if they would improve. And a lot of times they found they didn't improve, uh, but they were still worse than the non-experts. So the question there was, all right, if they're not improving, do video games actually do anything, or is it just this this group of experts happens to be better than this group of non-experts? Gotcha. Does that make sense? Because yeah. if neither group is improving noticeably after time, then what's actually happening? So that was one question. Uh, another question they talked about was... If there is improvement, or since the if the expert group improves some, or or has better output than the non-expert group, is it because they are learning proper strategy in the video games or the tests, or is it because they have some sort of enhanced cognitive ability? So that was another question that was being asked that okay. hasn't really been addressed in a lot of research. Okay, so it's, you don't know if they're actually getting smarter or if they're just figuring out how to play the game more effectively. Exactly. And I know when I play Lumosity, you just kind of figure out how they work, and you figure out what to expect, and you figure out the flow of it, 
and then you do better because that's just how that happens. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily feel like I was getting smarter to any degree. I could have, and obviously that's a thing that I wouldn't really be able to tell anyway. But I definitely felt like I was just learning things. Like gotcha. Learning the tricks of it. So I don't know, that, that paper was super helpful and did a lot to kind of define, I guess, what I was looking at in the research. Another paper that was cool, I think, was the placebo paper. Um, did you get a chance to read over that? No, I just played Lumosity. That's, I, already, <laughs> I already told you this. That was my preparation. I didn't know if you looked at it at all. I probably um, pulled it up and then saw that it was some big <laughs> academic paper. And all right, so we'll, we'll reframe the question. Do you uh, do you know what the placebo effect is? Yeah, yeah, probably. Talked about it in Psych back in the day. All right, give it a word. It's like um, the the example that I recall uh, most clearly is giving someone what you tell them is like Advil or something like that, and it'll make them feel better, um, but you actually give them a pill that d- doesn't have any of it's just like nothing yep. it's like a corn kernel or something <laughs> probably not a corn just kernel people some corn. <laughs> but they take it and then they think that it's advil so they feel better or something like that yeah that's a pretty good description of the placebo effect and another example potentially uh basketball you'll see people wear shooting sleeves <laughs> i tried it once in high school i wore a shooting sleeve to practice i don't think it made me any 40, better right no I didn't. Um, <laughs> I was about the same as normal. I I wore a shooting sleeve for like a like an actual stretch of time, but I don't remember how long. It certainly wasn't a lot of games, but it definitely felt awesome. So <laughs> that's probably a great description of the placebo effect. Um, and in this this context is kind of the same as that. It's a lot more similar to the basketball shooting sleeve than it is to an Advil pill. But what what they would do is send out flyers or emails or whatever, advertisement for some sort of trial. That would be the video game trial. And they would say, experts wanted with X, Y, and Z qualifications. You know, you play so many video games or you've done this level or whatever it may be. And so then they would have people come in who identified with that specific profile of the flyer. Then they would have another flyer that just said, um, you know, cognitive experimentation or cognitive trials uh, if you have played video games, comment. So like super broad, super general, could apply to a lot of people. And they would look at those two groups and how they each performed. And you know they would you know control all the variables and whatnot. So you're not looking at two different totally two totally different groups. You're looking at two groups with similar profiles of how they play video games. But one of them, the first interaction they had was identifying themselves as an expert, and the other one just saw this neutral flyer. And they found that the ones who identified as the experts with the biased flyer were performing better. So, again, um, another question that needs to be addressed in the video games, you know, literature is what is the effect of the placebo effect? You know, what uh, is it influencing our studies? Is it influencing, you know, the way that uh, these people are performing? But it also brings up a question and a sort of ethical question, which is always an ethical question with placebos, is that if you are perhaps you're administering some sort of placebo effect um, you know once this movement of treatment with video games becomes bigger and you're basically utilizing this placebo effect that you see in populations that have declining cognitive abilities and they're producing some sort of cognitive improvement is that okay like you're basically selling them fake medicine to get a real improvement so is it still fake medicine at that point 
It's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> right? Like, it, is the real medicine at that point the fake medicine? I don't know. And then these are the ki kinds of questions that are being posited and researched. And this one what definitely was last year. So this was really recently. And, you know, as, as this movement of video games, so we have PTSD and ADHD are the big ones right now where we're trying to see if video games can help with those treatments. Uh, if you see some sort of placebo effect, is, is that okay? Who knows? <laughs> uh, those are the types of things you got to answer. So that was another interesting study I found that was going on. Um, but yeah, so. All right, cool. Is there were there any other studies you uh, or any other things you might mention? Mm, there's one more thing I think worth mentioning, which is just kind of the the general conclusion, I guess. Um, not the general conclusion, but a broad overview. So those those two were a little bit more specific. You know, what questions are we asking? How do we define it? Um, you know, what is the role of the placebo effect? Those sorts of things. But there are also a pretty good number of systematic reviews that are just looking at all the research over time. And like I said, the, the time is not very large because these sorts of brain games haven't existed for a long time. But there's still a lot of reviews over it. And on, on a multiple sources, um, you know, I found this sort of message, and this, this review summed it up pretty well. It said, improvement did not generalize to additional neuropsychologic measures of dementia severity verbal memory, visual memory, word generation, motor speed, or caregiver assessed patient quality of life. So up until this point, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about are these small test cognitive you know, uh, output. Even like Lumosity is the same way. How long is the longest game you played today on there? Like um, probably no more than two minutes. Exactly. So really small <laughs> test, uh, small time involvement. And some studies have seen that there have been some improvements. Like with the video game, we were talking about the experimental groups have, have shown to be often better than their control groups, which is, you know, what you want to see in a, in a study. Granted, there were all those questions we already talked about, but at the baseline of it, there seems to be something there maybe, but those are small tests. These systematic reviews are trying to look at something more intense. And obviously all those things that I just mentioned in that are like really important components of someone's life. You know, um, caregiver assessed patient quality of life is huge. Um, dementia severity, word generation, and what they're finding with these things that really matter, there doesn't appear to be any difference whatsoever with people who have or have not done some sort of brain game. Also, though, a lot of studies have been sure to say, while we don't find any of this, like it's not really good research on Lumosity's part to claim that it's there. We also don't find the opposite. Like, they're not finding that brain games hurt you. So if you do Sudoku and a crossword puzzle and play Lumosity every day, it's not going to hurt you. Um, and who knows, in 20 or 30 years, when we actually have large bodies of research, longitudinal studies over time, we might find that it helps. And so if it's not hurting and it could help, then, you know, sometimes you might as well. Yeah. So if I'm, <clears throat> so if I'm uh, 10 years from now... I'm coming to visit you in your doctor's office. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Joe Bear, um, I want to get smarter. Should I start playing these <laughs> online games here? Or, or if I said, hey, I'm going to start playing these online games, what do I expect? What would you tell me? In 10 years? Oh, what what damn, do I think a, the future will be in 10 years? That's a bad example. Re imagine you're already a doctor. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. And I'm a toddler coming up to you. <laughs> a toddler who wants toddler to play Jacob. computer games. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, I want to play these games. What should I expect? 
Um, I would say up to this point that the cognitive effects of physical exercise are much more well-established in the literature and medical studies. I think you forgot I was a toddler when you explained that, but okay. All right, little Jakey. <laughs> you should go outside and play. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, that essentially that's what it is. Um, is that there are other ways that have been shown to improve your cognitive ability. You know, reading, um, learning a new task, exercising, that are much more defined and established than brain games. Like I said, though, that they don't seem to hurt, and they could help one day. But as of now, for our current knowledge, get outside and play. Cool. Yeah. That's very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Tyler Jake. <laughs> um, as a final side note, in my digging around in this research field, I found an incredibly interesting topic that I think we're going to expand into an episode in the very near future. I don't know if it'll be our next one or not, because we have Thanksgiving break coming up this week. So I'm, I really want to take some time to research this one, and I've already done some research for another episode. But anyway, long story short, we're going to do it in the future, but there is a, a scientist at UC Berkeley who has started a, a company and has done some uh, consulting on with another company, and actually multiple companies, on this idea of a clinical diagnosed medicine that's video games, basically. Uh, so they call it prescription medicine delivered through video game experiences. That just sounds awesome. Uh, and it, this is really tried to be based in research. because um, So this doctor is currently using these, these techniques and currently studying these. And then in the next year or two, they're actually going to send their prescription medicine to uh, the FDA for approval, which is mind-blowing to think about, that it's <laughs> video games. Uh, so anyway, all that to say, I want to do a little more digging in that because they, they target specific brain areas and they um, are doing a lot with ADHD. And this is all really, really recent research. So this week kind of serves as a lot of the questions we're asking, a lot of the things we've seen, um, kind of a current status of what we know, because uh, it's all really interesting. But all those are things are you know that we're discussing, and then this episode will kind of serve as what could be in the future. So yeah, all that stuff sounds dare I say it synaptic. <laughs> Haven't said that in a while. It feels good. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good use. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right. Well, um, I think that wraps up the episode for today. Yeah. Check us out on the web at pbwithjays.com. Send us in emails. What's our email address? Uh, pb with jays at gmail.com yeah don't get confused they're the exact same thing it's true uh, <laughs> something on facebook oh yeah go like us on facebook yes we have i think we have 17 likes now or 16 hot likes. dog that's yeah, exciting we're getting, we're getting up there uh, um, look out for an interview we're doing with a student run science newspaper at some point soon so that'll be cool we'll uh, post links and stuff that's all we got, man. Yeah. Have a have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Have a great Thanksgiving. Um, to meet all your fans. <laughs>